0: Deep in London's beating heart lies a wall, a like do not be, if you know the call, for if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see, cause the wizard world is opened up as has the Griffin Hello everyone and welcome to the Shrieking Shack, this is a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I am your host ZC,
1: And I'm Liz.
0: And Liz... It's been a decade since we did a main episode.
1: Uh, we're doing this again.
0: Well, you know, not everyone listens to the bonus episodes, so some- sometimes a joke is just so good, I've got to put it in both. You know,
1: it is really good, and I in the in the since the last time I heard it, I haven't come up with like a witty retort.
0: <laughs> there's you have you have no recourse here. You have no there's no there's no defense from my my powerful decade gag
1: right there's nothing i can really say
0: yeah but um you do have me one-upped here i think Mm. because you know i i can come up with any number of uh of original and very creative witticisms here but none of them none of them hold a candle to to the story that you are returning uh to the shrieking shack in 2020 with
1: i did not anticipate that I would have the biggest news mm-hmm. of our news segment uh, mm-hmm. in, in the first episode of our our new decade here. Yeah,
0: yeah. We're starting uh, with a bang here.
1: I, I know, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I want to frame my story, um, and I would like to frame it by talking about the powerful forces that we control on this podcast i think at this point it's undeniable
0: yeah yeah we we have tapped maybe one of us is like recording atop a ley line or something yeah Yeah.
1: i'm thinking so this is what i think happened um a couple well i guess it's been three-ish Four-ish weeks now, three-ish, um, just because we've taken some time off for the holidays that we, we sat down during our news segment, and we said, we are, we are looking forward to seeing the Harry Potter video game trailer. And yeah. it didn't ha- and it didn't happen, right? right? We kind of tried to bring that bring that forth. And since that happened, uh, JK. Rowling went mask off, and then I have my story, and I feel like we kind of like misfired our spell
0: yeah well, or or you know um we 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 dug too greedily and too deep we we, uh, we 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 were meddling with with forces that maybe we don't understand or can't handle here um because you know we we made a like fairly benign prediction which was mm. oh well we will see the harry potter triple a video game at the game awards which didn't happen. No. But since then, you know, we did say, "Ah, oh, we can't wait for JK Rowling to come back to Twitter." And that happened, but in a very cursed way. Yeah. Um and then yeah. and then something physically manifested for you <laughs> over the holiday break.
1: Yeah. So let me set set the scene a little bit um both for my life and for my Christmas break. Um because I, like I want to talk about fate. <laughs> um, and, and I, like, I guess I'll start at the beginning. Um, my dad grew up on a, on an island, mm-hmm. specifically Whidbey Island, uh, which is the largest island in the Puget Sound, um, of Washington state.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it is, it is a gorgeous place, just like like beautiful picturesque i think that, that since he grew up there um the the you know it's it's definitely like a spot um yeah I think like a lot of people have summer homes there. Um, and when I was a kid, you know, we we would always, always drive to a and You have to take a ferry like it's it's just um, it's very pretty. And, and it also, um, to me, kind of as an aside, has a horror movie vibe now through no fault of its own, purely <laughs> because all of those like 2000s horror films were all set in the Pacific Northwest in those right. like dark, winding, like you know enormous towering fir tree roads and that's yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. lot of like Woodby island like the ring specifically like they oh, take yeah. the ferry and the horse jumps off the ferry i think that was filmed um on one of the washington state ferries and maybe um like deception pass which i think is like around bainbridge island anyway long story um so, so I'm, I'm like very familiar with this place, but it's like pretty small, right? Like not, yeah. it's not tiny, but, but it's, you know, uh, not very many people live there. Uh, fast forward to my life now. Um, my boyfriend of, of five or six years now, um, a couple years ago, his parents moved to Woodby Island. hmm weird. In the way where it's like, that's that's like a really strange coincidence. Yeah. So this year, we go to Whidbey Island to visit his parents for Christmas. And again, I would like to set the scene for one of my afternoons uh, in the small town of, of Langley, Whidbey Island, which I would like to describe as a Christmas town. Right. right? This is like yeah, a hallmark yeah movie Christmas town.
0: You've got the old buildings, I'm assuming.
1: Old buildings like all of the like shops and things are like owned like by individual people and you like walk down the street and they all say hi to you and they've all individually decorated, there's lights on the street. I'm like as far as like magical Christmas Island, they recently like in the past few years had this problem with like escaped domestic rabbits. <laughs> so, the downtown area, which is, like, three streets, is filled with, like, bunnies. Like, not wild rabbits, but just, like, bunny floppy-eared bunny rabbits that you can just walk up to, right? So, this is, like, this is fantasy land. Mm. So, I'm having a grand old time. We are downtown, and we're having... <laughs> like a wine tasting in like the cute local wine shop. I'm in, I'm in my Hallmark Christmas movie, uh, having a, having a a grand old time, getting a little tipsy, drinking a little bit, a little (laughs) bit of wine for sure. Um, And I'm, I'm like kind of distracted, right? I'm not, I'm not uh, very vigilant. I'm not like looking at all the, the passers by that are coming in and out. It's not like super crowded. And I do notice there are like these 3 guys who come into the wine shop. They buy a bottle of wine and leave. But I'm not really paying attention. You know, I'm having a great time. I'm talking to to family and 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 joking around and and doing all that. And this lady comes over to us and says, "Hey, did you see that famous guy?" And I and we were like, "No, what famous guy?" And she says, well, first of all, she says British. Um, <laughs> British from that new Harry Potter movie, Fantastic Beasts. Or no, she, she even said like the Beasts movie.
0: Oh, And so okay. me,
1: expert, expert that I am, say Fantastic Beasts, Eddie Redmayne. And she says, Yeah. <laughs> I, the Kill Bill sirens went off in my, in my head at, the, at this moment in time, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, my reasonably second, so.
1: Yeah, and and she, like, it's kind of going on, she's like, oh, my son's gonna be really excited, he's such a Harry Potter fan, I can't believe that, and and, and she goes, kind of goes on, and it's like, oh yeah, I've seen, like, a few famous people on the island, like, it is a pretty, a, a low-key, like, destination spot. Um, right. I didn't believe her. I was like no way. You know, there there's just it can't, it can't be true. Um anyway, a few minutes later, you know, we leave and I turn to my right and there is Eddie Redmayne just standing there <laughs> with his with his mates. Uh one of them like came in and and bought a bottle of wine. I <laughs> I must say, I have two I have two things to say about this. One, you, you might not believe it if you're a podcast listener, because I just spend the entire time talking, but I have near debilitating social anxiety. So there was no world, there is no, there is no world where I'm about to go up to this guy, right? Mm-hmm. And two, I think that there, there is an effect that happens when you podcast about something and you're talking shit for two years that against any better judgment in my head when I saw Eddie Redmayne immediately I like flashback through everything I've ever said about the Fantastic Beasts movies <laughs> making fun of his <laughs> Christmas special last week and uh-huh. like and and honest to God the first thing I thought is like he's here and he's pissed like he's, he's mad at so me. mad at me like I can't I can't walk up to him
0: uh, hello. I, I heard <laughs> I heard you were talking shit. <laughs>
1: exactly. On your podcast. I was like, "Oh my god this this man is my enemy," and here he is. Um,
0: I <laughs> fight or next,
1: I spent the next. I spent the It was it was fight or flight, and I spent the next twenty minutes in a fugue. Like I just was like tunnel vision. <laughs> like I said, Kill Bill sirens yeah. in my ear. Like I just I couldn't believe it. And as soon as I exited my fugue, well, one, I started texting you
0: yeah yeah and you you said you sent me like i could not believe it like i just i just could not handle what you the, like i i was having a very hard time processing <laughs> what you were sending me um especially because you were you were just like no one's ever going to believe this like i swear this is true i saw eddie redmayne
1: <laughs> yeah I'll, also i i like i think that i i grabbed my phone to text you and you had like you texted me and i like read it and couldn't even comprehend it <laughs> like i could like i could not comprehend the words that you sent me and i think i just sent back like okay i like uh you know put your thing aside i can't i can't read it i can't understand it but i just saw eddie redmayne um and as soon as I left my my fugue state, my fight or flight, I began to have grief. And the grief is for the content that I could have had. If I could have had my 2020 face reveal, here's me with Eddie Redmayne.
0: <sighs> yeah, that would – so here's the thing. That would have been pretty good. It would have been very funny if you had gotten him to, like, I don't know, like like, record a, like – Hello, you're listening to the Shrieking Shack, like uh, bumper for us or something. Yeah. Um, but but I think that this story, as is, is perfect because it it there's something so mystical uh, and primal at work here. I feel like it
1: could have been any celebrity. I don't think I've ever seen like a a movie man out in the world, right? And yet it was him who I talk shit about. Literally every week, <laughs> and there he was before
0: yeah, me. He was there, yeah. We we had we had been talking shit about the uh, the Danish girl like forty eight hours before you saw him, right? The it is such a powerful coincidence, and and you also you sent me this because you did a little research afterwards and found out that he I guess does own property on the island or something
1: so so the, so this is the thing because first of all i'm like i didn't get a picture i didn't want to creep shot him like there was right. literally there was literally no way i could have taken a picture without him noticing like just mm-hmm. the the like the the angle and and what yeah. he was doing and like all of that and so of course like i was like no one's gonna believe me that i saw eddie redmayne right um, so I, I did look it up cause I was like, this is kind of a, I'm not saying it's not, I mean, it's a beautiful place, but I'm like, why would he be here? Apparently he is married to someone whose grandma lives on the island.
0: Oh, okay. So he was doing the same thing you were. He was visiting family and having, yes. having a little wine time. Isn't
1: that, isn't that lovely?
0: That is, it's so powerful. I mean, like you, the, the strategy, I think if you had, uh, uh, you know, escaped your fugue in time would have been to like, you know approach say you're a big fan uh and then say something nice about the movie that isn't a lie like oh i really I like love
1: Pickett.
0: Yeah, I love Pickett. <laughs> <laughs> I like your peacoat in the movie. <laughs> uh there 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 are some things that you could you could like massage into a compliment right that we have said about these movies maybe that would have gotten you in the good books and 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 but 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 i will i i will say just to reassure you i think that the story as is is like complete chef's kiss perfect as is um and it almost like like it's very funny but, but also, like, this feels like it might be a warning shot from the universe. Like, what else is in stock for us now? I know. Like, like who who am I going to run into? Like, I've, I've never really had... I've had, like, a few minor, like, celebrity encounters. But it's sure. like, oh, I saw Adam Sessler at PAX. That makes sense, because it's a video game thing, right? Yeah. Like, I've never... Or, or, like, I, I think that probably my biggest one is, like, one time I saw Hideo Kojima from far away in a casino, because there's a Konami office in Las Vegas, right? Like, that that's maybe the most, like, in, in, extreme one that I have. But, like, running into Eddie Redmayne, uh, a man that you talk shit about his movies, and I do a funny voice making fun of all the time, <laughs> in... In a, in a, in, 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 like, a sanctuary, right? Like, it's the holidays, you're visiting family, this is, this is the safe zone, and here he is.
1: I, I mean, I already have kind of, like, like I said, like, this location specifically is already so weird for me to be, uh, like, a place I went to as a child that now I'm back, going right. to for unrelated reasons, Yeah, and, and it just kind of has, like, like a weird... Um, just, like, a bizarre coincidence feeling, and then mm-hmm. to, to have him just be there uh, in, in, like, this bizarre other context. Yeah. It's very strange.
0: It's, it's, it's a little spooky. Uh, feeling the, like the, a
1: ley line exists somewhere. <laughs> right, yeah, like
0: I said, one of us maybe, – maybe there's one, like, between us, like, that, that is activated when we record – It's like it's like you know we're both sitting on top of it maybe, and that is that is sending a whole bunch of feedback out into the universe, and we are getting all kinds of Harry Potter stuff uh, 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 willed into reality here.
1: Right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. A a bizarre experience. Also, I'm glad. uh, Like I I've been thinking about this a lot because I'm like I have to tell this story. Also, nothing happened. (laughs)
0: but it, like that's the thing that's part of it right is it's 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 not so much that anything happened it's like you saw it was hauntological almost like you saw something happened like a right like a, yeah like a like a the, the ghost of the future appeared for you uh uh in at would island it all it all it all coalesced there
1: mm-hmm. it's a little yeah. it's, a,
0: it's a little freaky it is
1: it is a little freaky um i i I can't decide if I wish I had approached him. Th- there's kind of another side to it, too, which is, like, uh, like other than just, like, my general awkwardness and, un- like, uncomfortable, like, I don't like to approach random people on the street. Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't getting, like, mobbed or anything, right. right? Like, there was no one else that was, like, talking to him or getting autographs. 100% I would have pushed myself to do it if that were the case. And And, of course, in the back of my mind, I'm like, there is a non-zero chance that this guy is, like, a huge asshole, and it's right. like, but like, then you would have like, such
0: a good story too. <sighs>
1: I know. Like, it, okay, I, I would have said hi if it was Rupert Grint. I'm just gonna say that.
0: Yeah, but like, if, if you if you had seen him and like gone up to him and been really nice and been like, oh, can I get a photo? And he was like a dick.
1: Right. Like,
0: we would have had that. That would have been like a scoop, right? Like I know. Like we would have. We would have had the. <laughs> if you had gotten into like a world star fight with him or something and filmed it. <laughs> Uh, like like uh, i said
1: grief for the content lost yeah
0: no i I like like maybe maybe it's for the best that you didn't tap the glass you know Mm -hmm. like 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 maybe maybe that was a test and you passed it right like you didn't uh you picked the right cup uh you know like like you didn't you didn't like uh, uh get too greedy and 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 uh uh, uh and, and make something horrible happen like right. you you just you you just let let the magic happen don't don't uh don't don't force yourself into it yeah maybe maybe, maybe you made the right choice
1: yeah we, we are um handling some powerful forces I yeah
0: think. we're 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 learning how to handle our powers right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah we're, we're we've just discovered that we you know we, we have this ley line we are uh uh uh, making harry potter stuff happen um cosmically somehow and we need to learn how to be responsible with this power
1: it is it is one of the worst powers i can i can think of
0: it's pretty dark i mean like like we we really did like a week before i mean it it was kind of like a slow burn because remember two weeks before uh uh the holiday we recorded that episode. and We were like, "Oh, like J.K. Rowling hasn't even been in public recently. Like, I hope she's okay, right? Like, I hope she hasn't died and they haven't like really just haven't released a press release or something, right?"
1: Mm-hmm. And then,
0: like, literally as we finished recording, there were those articles that were being published about like, "Oh, here's her snazzy look at this HBO documentary premiere, right?" right. And I like even messaged you like, "Are you still are you still around to record? Because like she's she's appeared." Um, and, and like that maybe should have been the first warning sign because then the episode after that we were like, oh, I hope she posts on Twitter now that she's back and we know she's alive uh, and then she did. So like we are we're making stuff happen and it's a little a little spooky. It, it, it's now confirmed we are we are handling dark forces and we need to learn how to be uh, to use them responsibly. but mm. um speaking of handling things responsibly, yeah uh, in the wake of this, jk rowling turf uh uh uh, reveal thing here Mm -hmm. not really the reveal but her her public her public debut we'll say sure the the wizarding world uh the you know the the wb marketing forces have been clearly paralyzed by this right like (laughs) like uh wizardingworld.com uh formerly pottermore in the wake of uh the news has Introduced uh, new puzzles to the Wizarding World app.
1: Wonderful! Everyone likes puzzles. Everyone
0: loves puzzles. They released a Death Eater quiz, mm. and they released an article called "Comparing Lord Voldemort and Grindelwald's Paths."
1: Ah, oh, so boring.
0: Yeah, so kind of nothing going on on there. Everything's fine. Everything's normal. It's been good. I I very very much enjoyed this. I can't wait to find out what's going on with a Fantastic Beasts movie, mostly because I want to know does wb do anything with this i mean like they already let her get away with defending johnny depp on her website right so like well and also like you know not forcing johnny depp out of the movie but but like they've they've got a track record of this but this this one in particular feels like such a like it's spread way further than that you know um yeah i'll be so interested to see what they do if anything
1: I'm still anticipating some sort of news about fantastic beasts, yeah, uh, in the vein of like there's only gonna be one more movie or something like that,
0: right like so like something set her off, right the like yeah, that like made her act out here in public that's um, that's
1: what I'm guessing
0: yeah that that would not surprise me i would i would i would i could see that being like the real story here but i guess i guess we'll have to to keep waiting and and find out uh uh later we should probably uh get into our reading for this week what do you say
1: i suppose
0: yeah unfortunately we do have to talk about harry potter um and boy howdy this week what a chapter
1: it was quite a chapter um this week we read um, chapter twelve. It's called Silver and Opals um Harry is moping at the the open of this chapter that he hasn't heard from Dumbledore in a while and he just he just can't wait um to see see some more pensive stuff um he's he's feeling like that was really fun and good i'm glad um, he's
0: excited for it
1: he's really excited he's wondering what what will happen next but he hasn't heard from dumbledore and, and he spent some time kind of speculating with hermione who who is noticing that dumbledore is like pretty absent uh this year they're not they're not seeing him and hermione thinks that dumbledore has been leaving the school for for probably days at a time uh, so harry's feeling kind of um uh like a little bit hopeless. Like, oh, I thought we were going to do, we thought we were going to have lessons more often. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him. He probably forgot about me. Um, but in-, in the meantime, Harry is having a blast with this textbook. Like, wow, he is spending all of his spare time. This is his new hobby. He is reading this textbook back to front, all of the notes. It's so fun. Um, and and he's noticing that, um, in addition to the the expert potions advice that he's getting from from the prince, um, he's also found a few nifty spells in there that it looks like the prince was like workshopping and like discovered and like one of them that's very handy is like a a muffle spell that makes everyone's ears ring uh so you can have a private conversation Uh, a few like kind of prank caliber um type like jinxes and hexes and he's just been kind of trying all of those out um, and there was one incident where he was working on on a spell that he like couldn't figure out what it was. And it was nonverbal. And it was the middle of the night while he was he was looking at this. And he accidentally um, levitated Ron by his ankle when he successfully cast it. Um uh, and woke him up in the middle of the night. And they all had a good laugh about that. Um, and the next day, they're, they're kind of telling Hermione about this spell. And she's like, so you're telling me that you're... I mean, she's mad. She's like, you're casting all these spells. You don't know what they do. You think this is funny. I don't think this is funny. I think that there's something something shady going on. I don't trust this this textbook note writer. Um, and also, the spells probably aren't Ministry of Magic approved um but ron's like nope it's just it's just jokes it's just all it's all good um also harry is having some internal thoughts i will sum them up as saying harry has has decided that that the prince is so cool um maybe the prince is his dad or is his new dad i'm not sure um and then also he he's kind of um has kind of a think about that um Ginny brings Harry a letter from Dumbledore scheduling their next lesson so Harry's feeling he's flying high um but he's also kind of thinking about how um he's only seen uh, the levitation spell a few times and one time it was from Death Eaters and one time it was from his dad um so there's that uh they go to Hogsmeade um and it's snowing and it's cold outside and they run into slughorn in Honeydukes, dukes, I believe. Um, and, and slughorn is just still trying to, to get Harry to, to go to the slug club, but Harry's wriggling out of it by, um, scheduling Quidditch practice. Um, and he also reflects about how he and Ron have had a good laugh at the idea of Hermione being stuck at these, at these parties, uh, with Zabini and McCloggin. Um, they go to the three broomsticks, um, but on their way they run into mendungus fletcher and mendungus fletcher um it looks like he's doing some sort of like shady business deal and before he can leave he like drops something that ron recognizes and then harry recognizes and harry realizes that he has stolen it from grimold place um harry flips out he like choke slams mendungus against the wall and is like <laughs> you stole his stuff but give it give it back you horrible thief uh Mundungus escapes by teleporting harry is so mad tonks comes out and is like harry like yeah we know and he's like "He's stealing he's stealing Sirius' stuff uh Tonks says like yeah yeah we know um and then they go in and and have have a butterbeer and Hermione wants Harry to calm down and brings him a butterbeer and and all this stuff um and Harry Harry's just like so pissed off um Ron has a crush on Madame Rosmerta um Harry's finally kind of relaxed Uh, and they decide to leave, but he's kind of in a bad mood. And on his way out, he's also like, he thinks about Ginny for some reason is like, guess we don't get to see Ginny because she is at Hogsmeade with her boyfriend, Dean. Um, and they're on the trail back to Hogwarts and it's cold and it sucks. Um, and they're kind of following behind, um, two girls, Katie Bell and, um, beloved character, Leanne, um. As they're kind of following, they notice that Leanne and Katie Bell kind of are are look like they're fighting or struggling over like an object, um, and it's and at the the culmination of this struggle, um, Katie Bell suddenly starts levitating into the air and screams and she has been cursed um and and for a moment they're kind of stuck there like what do we do um and Hagrid shows up and and carries Katie Bell back to the castle um Harry Ron Hermione and Leanne go and meet with McGonagall and kind of explain what happens and, and Leanne explains that um Katie um, went into the bathroom at at the three broomsticks and came out and was acting weird. And she'd been given a package and she had just said like, I need to bring this to someone. I need to deliver this this to the castle. But Leanne was like, Oh, she's being so weird. Something must've happened. Um, and so they fought about that. And that's what we saw, which they were like struggling over this package and it ripped. And, um, and uh, Katie touched it, and it cursed her. And Harry recognized the necklace from Borgin and Burkes, um, and he decides that he has to tell McGonagall that he thinks that Draco must have must have bought it at Borgin and Burks And explains, McGonagall and Hermione both explain to him that that's all circumstantial. Hermione explains that the stuff that they overheard Draco say at, at Borgin and Burks does not match that story. Um, and Harry is just like, well, you know, whatever. Um, and McGonagall also says. Also, you know, Draco wasn't at Hogsmeade, so he couldn't have done it. Um, They leave. Harry's grumpy about Draco, um, but he kind of joins into Hermione and Ron's discussion about what could have happened or who could have done it and um, who, like, who the package was, like, meant for. Um, And then, like, kind of at the end, Harry... Um, accidentally slips up and and still is like accusing draco and hermione and ron are like so sick of him posting cringe about draco that's <laughs> the end of the chapter <laughs>
0: <sighs> oh, this book is rapidly becoming uh an exercise in like how far you can stretch these characters before they are just no longer recognizable as like who they're supposed to be
1: i do not understand what kind of story jk rowling is trying to tell here
0: yeah it's really weird the like the the way all these characters are behaving like doesn't like book five we talked about like the disintegration of hermione's character a lot Mm -hmm. and here it just feels like that has spread to all three of the main characters i don't really know who any of these characters are when they enter a scene now they don't behave like i would expect them to and they also just kind of often don't behave like human beings at this point honestly
1: they oftentimes um feel to me like they're like the character dynamics and conversations um feel like they're copied from like other media or films that yeah. don't fit who they are and then it just it it feels a little bit surreal
0: yeah yeah I we'll we'll get to the um the big one that you talked about when we were kind of discussing this this chapter off air uh in the Hogsmeade stuff but like this opening with harry like reading a textbook for fun <laughs> is so weird because one like like there you know there is a universe where this is like a a funny like inversion of of the character right like oh it was hermione who used to do that kind of thing but now it's harry but it's like stretched to the point of being absurd here because the the time scale being presented here as we are being given this new information and these new clues about like you know who who is half blood prince what is this book blah 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 like it, it 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 makes no sense this is we are now multiple months into the semester right uh it's the first hogsmeade trip like 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 they, they, they've they been at hogwarts for a while now um harry has not read all of one book yet just mm. and and like that would be believable if he was like only Reading the stuff he had to read for class or whatever, but we are also being told that, like, oh, he's like getting a little obsessed with this book now. He's reading it in his free time, he loves it so much. How big is this book? How is he still? How, how has he been at school for a couple of months, obsessed with this book, and is like still finding there's only,
1: yeah, there's only, and, and presumably he's not reading the book, he's reading the notes in yeah, the he's book, like, like yeah, he's like damn, the Snape wrote a novel in the margins of this book. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so like Harry, Harry is Harry is like he he's a bookworm now, but only for one book, and also he reads very slow, I guess. And,
1: and also, the book is his dad now. <laughs> the book is his new dad. <laughs> I I I think that there are some really interesting ideas there. I it's it's again like this this moment of disappointment for me because the idea that Harry could um like feel like a kinship for like a writer of something and then be disappointed to find out that it's Snape who he hates. These are all like fine ideas, but the fact that it just comes right out chapter 12 and Harry's like, "Hmm, maybe my dad wrote that. Like it feels (laughs) so almost like it's too on the nose and it's almost like both too immature for a 16 year old and also too, um like insightful as well yeah
0: yeah it's it's i could believe that if you know for a character to be like subconsciously searching for a new father figure after he has lost like three of them at this point right like like searching in 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 a book for a new father figure that is an interesting idea i think um, But the fact that he would be self-aware about it is very funny to me. Like, oh, maybe it's my dad. Maybe the book is my dad now. Like, that is so... <laughs> that is so funny like, it, like, it
1: is like it is so it is so cutting like right to the heart of his psyche Um, when that like could be slowly presented but it also doesn't make a whole lot of sense for his character because there there is a world where it's like okay well this book is like helping him with his homework helping him to finally excel at something except he spends most of the time excelling very easily with very little effort at most things yeah. that he has to do
0: yeah potions potions is like not his one sudden skill right like he has been a quidditch and defense against the dark arts prodigy his entire school career at this point right and also combat i guess he's succeeded
1: uh, at everything he's ever cared about
0: yeah 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 so it's 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 completely messy and and the thing that i find most infuriating about this is Uh, This conceit is not only is the stuff with Harry very strange, Uh but the reactions that Ron and Hermione are having to the new information that we are given in this chapter, that there are other spells beyond just, like, good potions in here. And Harry is, like, you know, he's he's using these, like, unknown spells. Apparently no one has ever thought of a spell that, like... Uh, uh uh makes it easier to have a, a private conversation until now snape was the first one to invent that i i guess um that makes so much more sense for hermione to be wary of than harry just being good at potions all of a sudden right, right. and it is so weird to me that this was not introduced immediately like like yeah, if Harry. Like like if Harry had gotten that textbook and um gotten a really good potions grade and like shown Hermione and Ron like hey check this out there's like better instructions for potions in there and they'd be you know it, for them to be like oh that's pretty cool what what a neat what a neat stroke of luck you've had Harry and then like I don't know maybe a chapter later have him do the muffliato thing or the or the levicorpus thing and have them go mm, okay maybe back off of the book a little bit harry that would make so much more sense narratively and also like preserve what's left of these characters so much better i think than right what, what we got which is them being for like six chapters now being paranoid about harry getting a, a decent potion instruction
1: it's it is it, it something can slowly escalate jk rowling it doesn't it's like it is so just like okay like here is the conflict yeah it like as like fully formed immediately
0: yeah it it, it is really weird to watch and it's especially weird that like I, speaking of characters who are not behaving like themselves. okay maybe this is uh uh you know we've been you know i did i did our best of it's been on my mind a lot recently the you're my captain now haha thing sure yeah ron just being okay with like harry hanging him in the air by his ankle on accident in front of all of their friends and then just being like oh it was just bants it was just jokes oh
1: oh this book's got pranks in it
0: damn these are some good pranks like who is ron now why is ron harry's dog now it's really (laughs) weird
1: (laughs) it is really weird
0: it's really uncomfortable harry is just like straight up like i don't know like abusing his friend here uh and lording his 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 book over him and his uh like you know the the, the, the ron is clearly upset about the slug club stuff and harry is not clearly not like talked to him about how he feels about that like harry is just this very uncaring owner like ron has inherited sirius's dog brain at this point he's just like uh, this
1: passed, and the dog brain the dog brain went on to ron
0: yeah ron is just like oh well you know that's fine that's a really funny joke that's really funny uh, he's become wormtail all of a sudden which i
1: oh that's bizarre
0: which which like almost feels like it could be a conscious thing right but i don't think it is because nothing makes sense here
1: it's just it's just all random it's totally random the way any character acts at any point in time
0: yeah like if if this if this again like you say like things can build right? Like, if, if, mm-hmm. if this was what the story was about, was, like, Harry becoming more like his dad at his worst, you know, when his dad was a, a shitty teen and was pranking people by doing physical bullying and keeping Wormtail around because he wanted someone to bully, like, that would be a very interesting story. But I don't think that's what's happening here. I think that's maybe me reaching into the recesses of this book to pull anything out at this point
1: that's how i that's how i feel about everything that i think is interesting (laughs) that i think that it's just like an accidental byproduct of the plot moving forward or the characters needing to act in a in a weird way
0: right because the the thing is 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 these observations are just sort of loose observations of ours they're not they're not affecting the story in any way because like we've pointed out a few times now as soon, like it, when harry pulls out the book uh ron and hermione get an angry face and mm. they kind of they kind of look at him mad but if if he puts it behind his back they have no sense of object permanence and they're happy again that's kind of how this feels like like none of these conflicts are lasting they are right. just brought up and then uh, as soon as they like leave the screen, as like the camera turns away from the book, uh, yeah. they're back to normal. So I, I I I just can't believe that any of this is intentional. And if it is intentional, it's very sloppily put together.
1: I have a nitpick.
0: Hmm. That's what we're here for.
1: Um. Do they not learn like Latin roots at Ho- in Hogwarts? <laughs>
0: i think this is actually like i i i swear this comes up on on the subreddit a lot like like what are the non-magic classes like do they have non-magic classes at hogwarts and i think there might be i think jk might have even said that they do they're just like you know not something that she bothered writing about
1: right but then they're really bad at it yeah exactly because all of these spells are like extremely obvious what they do by the name right (laughs) Hmm, we have two we have two levitation spells in these books and it's mobila corpus and (laughs) levicorpus that's the left and and you know here's the thing i this is a nitpick that i don't think matters at all even for a second until you introduce the idea of snape inventing spells in sixth year yes
0: yeah, this is this is a this is like many things in Harry Potter it's like a um it's a problem that like j k kind of walked into here because mm-hmm. it wouldn't matter right like if if attention wasn't drawn to it but like there's th- the part that i i think really like like just just hammers home how weird this is is the part where when Harry is reading these notes in the margins and finding mm-hmm. these spells uh-huh He's, he, it mentions explicitly that he is like crossing out formulas. Right. Like, what formula is letting you arrive at like <laughs> uh, uh, Latin prefixes and suffixes? Like, like this doesn't, it is very, it, it, it hurts my brain to think about.
1: You, th- you would think that just all of inventing spell, like, you would think that they would have put all the, all the, prefixes and suffixes together by now <laughs> you know mm-hmm. they, they would have already been all tried out
0: there are there are only so many combinations really
1: yeah i mean it's a lot yeah
0: for plenty, sure plenty of them and like that would almost be more interesting like like that if if the idea was that like yeah the way spells are strung together is through these word like these power words but you can mix them in any order and so you know some some don't work if you put them in certain orders. Some are just being, like, popularized now because, you know, there's so many. And then, like, there's there's a version of that where in a, like, lighter-hearted story, that is a, like, acceptable explanation for how spells are invented, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like a jokey linguistics gag. But what is, yeah. what is Snape doing? Six, 16-year-old Snape, <laughs> sitting in his dorm, scribbling in the margins, and he's like, uh agua no wait that's spanish (laughs) fuck uh he's just like trying different different words out to see if they if they they have magic properties (laughs) is that how these formulas work what's going on here
1: how could he have invented that (laughs) in like 1980
0: like what (laughs) uh he yeah they're (laughs) he he heard wingardium leviosa and he had a brainwave and he's like oh shit levy as in levitate i understand words now and then he was the first person to ever realize that corpus means body and he's like well fuck if i put these two together i'm a genie i'm a fucking genius
1: it just you can't i just hate that it specifically draws attention to like because because harry does have this big think about it and he's like it's like okay time to to just to like think about who i've seen levitate and it's yeah. like mm, my dad would do that and but also the death eaters have done that also fred and george would invent spells sometimes <laughs> you, it's just it's such a weird thing to draw attention to.
0: <laughs> yeah, like like again, I I realize that we are being very nitpicky here, but it it invites it because it it is it, the, the story itself is like bringing up the nits, you know, like it it is it is diving into that stuff and like leaving things half answered, and it's like, well, I can't avoid thinking about this, this thing that could be so easily lampshaded is being focused on so much i can't not think about this now um the uh the the the, this is going to get even more ridiculous when we get to the sword spell i think yeah because the idea that nobody invented like a slash attack (laughs) until 1980 something is so powerfully funny to me uh it's 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 going to be a wild ride but yeah i i just i i i have a hard time with this like i and and it's frustrating because i i love the idea of this so much like again if the books had maintained that more cheeky tone that the earlier books had i would not give a shit about this and i would find it hilarious right like if, if if there was some uh uh like goofy explanation to how the spells are invented and it's like uh you just put you you put a bunch of words together and you see what works uh like that's funny i like that um but because this is now a very serious story about harry finding his dad in a book uh and and like i'm supposed to believe that this is like some important mystery i have to care about it it just doesn't work yeah yeah again it is so weird to me that Ron, who didn't talk to Harry for half of a school year because he, uh, got into the goblet of fire thing, is just cool with Harry launching him into the air. Like he gets mad at Fred and George for that all the time for like 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 this is like Ron's worst nightmare manifested. Like oh, I was it was so good to have my friend Harry Potter because finally i had like a peer right like i wasn't the younger brother anymore Mm -hmm. and now he's just that again now he's the punching bag for harry potter now
1: you're my captain now
0: (laughs) you're my captain now Mm -hmm. yes captain please uh hang me by my ankle again
1: (laughs) Uh.
0: what happens next What 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 after after harry learns how spells work what happens
1: I mean, I guess he sees Ginny. I I know that the book is just like elbowing me with this Ginny stuff over and over again. And it I'm just really, like Stop it.
0: <laughs> Yeah. It's like uh, so we've been on Ginny Watch since book yeah. two, right? Uh-huh. Um, and there was a there was like a scene closer at the beginning of this book that I almost thought was like a more deft, like uh 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 handling of like oh maybe harry does have like some some feelings for ginny i get it now but like now at this point in the book like maybe two thirds of the way through i'm just tired of it like stop it stop stop winking and nudging and pointing at ginny for me please
1: here's the worst the worst line i say that a lot a distraction arrived in the shape of ginny
0: Ooh-wee. you could we you could how'd write that an ass- how'd
1: that how'd that one make it make it out of the first ending pass
0: <laughs> you could write an essay about that line that's got yeah some connotations i would say Oof. um all
1: i all i hear is the shape of you by a Sheeran boop, in my head boop, when i read boop, that boop, boop,
0: boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was that one i highlighted that was a little a, a little uh dark um and then Harry, because we we had that conversation about the, um, the line earlier on the train a while back,
1: mm-hmm. where
0: where I, I think this might have been the line I was talking about just now, um, uh, where like Harry, oh, he felt like a twinge of annoyance when uh, Ginny said that she was going to be like seeing Dean or sitting with Dean, yeah, right. Uh-huh. And I interpreted that as like. Oh, he is like jealous, but like isn't really processing that, right? Sure. Um, and so I was like, "Oh, what a what an interesting way to like slip that in there." But now I think your interpretation is completely correct, which was that Harry is just a psycho and is mad that people spend time with people other than him ever, right? Um, and and yeah, it's really it, Harry is there the the gender politics of harry potter are never great i would say
1: mm, this chapter
0: yeah. is maybe the most uncomfortable it's gotten in a long time for a prolonged period i would say
1: it's extremely uncomfortable and it's also just it is sad to me because i read it as just like complete like i i can see how this happened like it is just completely Thoughtless and uncritical of using character dynamics and like the way people interact with each other, and then just like copying it wholesale yeah. into into the writing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so it's almost unremarkable in just how boring that is. Like it, it's I don't I don't know how to describe it. It's like when you when something just exactly is what you expect but is still disappointing (laughs) you know
0: it met it met your expectations but your expectations were bad right
1: yeah like
0: you're disappointed that it didn't rise above yeah yeah no i could see that like like that 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 um this Ginny scene is such a good example of that because i i you know in my old appraisal of the of the scene with uh Ginny and Harry on the train i was much too kind to the text and i was like oh the annoyance harry feels isn't directed at anyone right like it's it's he it, it's like unlabeled angst sure. right like he oh yeah. he, he 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 likes ginny and he realizes you know oh ginny has a boyfriend and he's like not really processing that like that was how i interpreted that but now it's clear that, like, oh, he does like Ginny, and he is just annoyed at her for having a boyfriend who is not him, right? Which yeah. is much less sympathetic and much less interesting, honestly. Like, it, it makes Harry a less interesting character that he- because I don't- you're not, like, rooting for him anymore uh, when it, when that kind of becomes clearer. It's just like, oh, this guy just wants stuff and is annoyed when uh when people do not give it to him right like just there i i have no sympathy for that it's not it's not it's no longer angst it's just like oh he's like a he is a he is a uh 1950s detective at this point
1: yeah and i think that that also like like as far as his jenny stuff goes it 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 doesn't go well in the mix of the kind of context of the other ways that he's acting weird and inappropriate which we'll talk about at hogsmeade
0: yeah so so like let's 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 kind of like keep a running list here so harry in this chapter um he thinks and hopes the book is his dad
1: right yeah
0: um he uh uh uses his friend as an unwitting participant in his magic experiment Mm -hmm. he uses um uh, a magic spell to uh, uh 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 like deafen other people so he can talk because he is the most <laughs> important person in the world right yes
1: uh-huh
0: uh now we go to hogsmeade and uh <sighs> i guess the first thing is he's annoyed that he can't go to hogsmeade with ginny because uh she is dating dean and not him so Mm -hmm. fuck her for that uh and and he's constantly was he even we even get like the name drop of the tea shop from book five right like he's like imagining ginny and dean and like madam puttifoots or whatever and he's he's pissed off about that
1: Right, it's very mean-spirited. Like, it it is, it is, it feels contemptuous. It doesn't feel, there's no um, softness to his feelings of, like, I, like, I'm sad, am I not good enough? Like, there are lots of bad romantic feelings that a person can feel that aren't um contempt and disgust is i guess (laughs) what i'm trying to say
0: right like there is there is a it's it's almost infuriating how easy it would be to make this sympathetic right
1: 16 year olds are insecure and they're like what's am i not good enough what's wrong with me like no is no one ever gonna kiss me like I, i mean it's just like it's on and on. It's so easy. There,
0: there is not. I would say there is not a person alive who has not experienced like unrequited feelings for someone, right? Right. Be they not, not. It doesn't even have to be romantic. Like unrequited platonic feelings, right? Like, like, like that is a universal experience. And 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 especially as a teenager, that's something everyone deals with, right? And and can be really sympathetic. Uh, uh, I. It's it's like I said it's it's almost infuriating how easy this would be to make work.
1: It's also funny I like as as an aside that doesn't really matter super much but it's funny that it never like enters into his mind that it's like his friend's sister. Like that mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be a a source of like worry or concern of his. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I guess I guess Ron is Ron is his, his dog dog brain now so dog
0: uh and and he is the captain now he um, will
1: he will levitate ron in the middle of the night he will date his sister <laughs> you're my captain now harry haha uh-huh.
0: <laughs> you're you're my captain and my sister will join the crew eventually right yeah it's <sighs> yeah it's um it's weird it, it is it is it is almost trying to make harry not sympathetic here and it does not let up uh i mean again there's this scene in in honey duke's where uh uh it is cl- it, it is so weird that like again this is a, this is another thing that could work really well as like a, a relatable thing and, and, and like an understandable and sympathetic thing um this idea that like harry has not actually told ron like look i don't want to go to the fucking slug club thing right but like he's clearly never taught like expressed any of those feelings towards ron because ron's still clearly is jealous and thinks that oh this is just another perk of being harry potter right like somewhat justifiably in this case since again harry clearly hasn't like talked to him about his feelings which we know because we are you know privy to the uh, inner workings of harry's mind because of the perspective of the book right but like it's so weird for ron to be pissed off about this and for their one thing that they do bond over in regards to this situation is making fun of Hermione. Yeah,
1: just like, again, like another place where it just takes kind of the mean-spirited like way and, and it and it's and it feels so mean too, specifically in this one, where they're like laughing at her um being stuck with I don't remember what why we didn't like Zabini. I mean, he's Slytherin, right? So and he's kind like, he's
0: kind of haughty, I guess. Like he's he's, he's okay, full of sure. himself, I guess,
1: yeah. But like the other, they're, they're like laughing at her being stuck with him, and then McClogan, who we know so far as like violent outburst guy,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. So with well, the other job, haha,
1: that's really funny.
0: Yeah, yeah, haha. She's stuck with a guy with a violent temper. Very cool. <laughs> Very funny um but yeah it's, it's it's so weird because again if harry had th- this this entire situation would be solved with one conversation and there are plenty of good stories and, and like you know that i i feel like that is a that is often a criticism that is leveled a lot of stories that is a little unjustified because sometimes that is the point of the story right like right. like is that this character won't or can't or refuses to have a conversation that would solve everything right and like that is the tragedy of the story Mm -hmm. but like that's not what's going on here because this isn't the focus of the story this like this never resolves harry and ron's friendship never advances to a new level once harry opens up to him and like learns to trust his friends more that never happens uh this is just how their dynamic exists forever and it's like never like that dynamic is never questioned as part of the story
1: at this point, it's just, like, habit. Like, it's like, yeah. oh, they're doing this again.
0: Yeah, they're... they're Like, Ron is jealous of Harry, even though Harry could just say, like, no, I don't want to go to the fucking slug club either. And also, the conversation they do have is at the expense of Hermione. Like, like just real, real grimy friendship they have here going on.
1: Yeah. Mundungus.
0: Mundungus. Mundungus.
1: This... I don't. I, you start. I don't even know how I want to how I want to talk about this.
0: <laughs> okay. Number one, uh, I'm assuming that this is when uh, Aberforth gets the mirror, right? Because because there's what the part, mirror. He, at some point, Aberforth gets the other half of Sirius's two way mirror. Why? Because he uses it to contact Harry at some point.
1: There is. There are so many.
0: Like, this is the thing I remember: stupid
1: plot objects in these <laughs> books. Like suddenly at yeah. the end, yeah, no, there no, no, were no. so many. Yeah, I didn't remember that at all.
0: Yeah, no, this is this is something I do remember. Is that that Harry sees someone in the shards of the mirror at one point, and okay. it turns out to be Aberforth because he has okay. the other half, and he's keeping right. keeping tabs on Harry. Um, but no, so Mundungus is there, so, like, giving him the mirror, I assume. Um, and. So there, there are two things that I think are, are are real important to talk about here Um, in regards to our conversation about how, one, these characters aren't behaving anything like re- – anything recognizable uh, mm-hmm. at this point. And two, what you were saying about how instead of feeling like characters, uh, Harry and Ron and Hermione all feel like they are um being just like – mapped like like characters from things jk rowling likes being mapped onto their dialogue right like this idea that like they, they they are no longer their own characters they are vehicles for jk rowling to write the kind of dialogue that she enjoys seeing and stuff
1: i got the feeling that she was like watching a lot of like movies on like the like the fox movie channel or something (laughs) like these this is like tv movie
0: yeah or 24 or something because because harry's weird maneuver here his first because so he sees that 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 mundungus has property and he (laughs) like flies into a rage Uh and choke slams him against the wall which one is a very funny concept because Harry is a scrawny 16-year-old as far as we know.
1: I mean he's he's like he's a jock now to me. I mean I mean like what oh, other picture fair, yeah. am I supposed to get from from this? like uh, let me tell like uh, you know harry potter has a lot of like uh, kind of a reputation of being like really cozy and i know that's like a lot to do with the movies but yeah. i was kind of anticipating that reading the books as well and i cannot describe a less cozy scene than a 16 year old jock flying into a violent rage <laughs> yeah. and choke slamming someone
0: yeah an adult Ugh. a fully grown adult Ugh. He 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 pins him against the wall, and he he, I I I read it as he was doing a cool Batman voice, and he's like, "Where did you get the, where did you get the stuff? That serious stuff. Why are you selling right. my stuff? Um, and and that's weird. This is not Harry Potter to me. The one thing that we have seen Harry fly into a like physical rage over. And in fact it wasn't even like a physical rage it was a um like so emotionally angry that he was fantasizing about physical physical violence was when he thought that Sirius was the one who killed his dad in book 3 uh or or betrayed his dad or whatever and said like oh I, I'm going to find him and I'm going to kill him right
1: Yeah and
0: like that was a much more sympathetic again there, there there's there are ways to make this kind of things thing like empathetic for a character like like that was a much more realistic scene that was a uh uh, uh um you know that he didn't really mean that because of course he gets to the end of the book and he 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 finds Sirius and of course can't actually do it um that was a whole story about like him mastering his emotions or whatever right sure Now we have Mundungus Fletcher, who is a little rat man that we have interacted with for maybe five paragraphs total of text, um, who has committed the heinous act of uh, moving a cup that Harry doesn't give a shit about in a building that we will learn he does not remember he owns, (laughs) that we also know Sirius fucking hated because it reminded him of his Nazi grandfather, right but but the very thought that this that this little that this little man would uh would move his stuff around and maybe sell it we're not really sure what's going on here because mundungus doesn't say we know that aberforth is going to be using the mirror that he got for good presumably um like he this is this is what sends harry into a murderous rage Uh, is is the idea that someone else touched a cup he never gave a shit about until now
1: yeah it's not a good look harry
0: not a good look harry really just a fucking bizarre scene Um, also
1: like i i know this is just because it's like a movie move right the choke slam but yeah. it like that is an act of extreme violence. Yeah. Right? Like I I can't <sighs> This isn't an action movie. This isn't a James Bond movie. So when a character in Harry Potter choke slams someone, that has a gravity to me yeah. that is assault. You know? Yeah. Like assault with the you know, you you could you could kill someone right
0: he sure seemed like he was about to uh because he pulled his wand out didn't he or he was going to yeah. like he yeah no and, it's, I, yeah. and i
1: understand that it's because apparently jk Rowling was watching watching a bunch of like like old movies on tv or whatever and i know they just like choke slam everyone all the time <laughs> very little stakes to that but it just in the context of this is is so much it, like that that is a like, that is concerning behavior right from a 16 year old <laughs>
0: it, it's especially weird given that uh not not two chapters ago we were supposed to be um uh like we, we were supposed to believe that mclagan was the unreasonable violent one right like mm-hmm. like the difference between harry the noble jock and mclagan the the ignoble jock was that uh uh harry could maintain his his emotions while angry whereas mclagan was like gonna fight harry when he lost the position of uh, of, uh keeper right like mm-hmm. that was like the whole thing was like uh, ah, the difference between you and i and again you could you could for the fifth time this episode, I feel I'm, I'm saying like, oh, well, you, there there could be a story there, but that's not the story that's being told. The story, Harry Harry becoming more and more of a, a like, uh, uh, abusive, uh, uh, shitty, selfish, violent asshole is not the story here. Uh, right. no, no one is going to pull Harry aside and say, hey, man, your behavior recently has been concerning. That's not the story that's being told here. We are supposed to feel Harry's justified rage at Mundungus, the little the little thief man, for at moving Mundungus a cup. Mundungus's
1: property crime. <laughs> exactly. That's my least favorite kind of crime. It makes me so mad. I could choke slam someone.
0: <laughs> I never gave a shit about that cup, and in fact, Sirius abjectly hated it. But it, it is mine, and you moved it. <laughs> I don't know that cup. <laughs>
1: Is it it like the Hufflepuff cup or anything? No? Huh? i don't think so yeah no remember the Hufflepuff cuff oh. it's like the horcrux or whatever yeah. i don't think that's what this is yeah
0: no it's 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 a goblet it's like one of the silver goblets that creature was
1: hoarding. oh we loved those yeah we loved those silver goblets and
0: serious like if I, if I remember right it's like the same it's either the same cup or like one of the same objects that like you know when they were cleaning Grimall place Sirius was like sneering at and being like i don't want any of this shit like it's it sucks this is what my mom loved she was a horrible death eater uh this is all aristocrat crap right like he 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 didn't like any of that stuff
1: well harry likes it it's his (laughs) although he forgot that it's his
0: yeah so so yeah like 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 harry just does a move from a from a action movie which would be completely fine in a movie where it's like i don't know those are the stakes right but like that's not what's happening here it's this is a this is a teenager assaulting like a normal dude in the street um for no real this
1: is, this is harry's second second um action movie move
0: <laughs> yes yeah remind remind us what was the other one
1: the first one was when he Invisible flipped onto the he did a, compartment. He did a I like, sick this flip. is what I mean. This is what I mean when I say like I don't understand what kind of story jk Rowling is trying to write because it is at this point where I feel like she just wishes she was writing James Bond. Yeah. But Harry is not James Bond. No,
0: not not even close. Yeah, he's done a cool invisible flip. Uh and he has done a he did a command grab on mundungus like
1: the the thing is is like yeah i don't question it when daniel craig does a command grab on someone in a james bond movie but (laughs) harry can't do that
0: come on and it's made all the worse by the scene once they get into the three broomsticks because tonks appears and she like tries to calm him down and and then hermione's let's walk through because this scene just gets continues to get worse Let's 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 move inside the, the three broomsticks yeah, here. Let's
1: move inside where Harry is like a, a brooding hard boiled detective from like a, like a 50s TV show. And like Hermione is like desperately trying to get him to calm down after seeing some property crime. And is like, I'll bring you a drink. Oh, thank God you're calming down. You're like a little bit distracted by some other stuff. It is it is so uncomfortable and inappropriate for the story.
0: Yeah it's dark it's it's a it's a the relationship between harry and hermione here is so again like like it it is so weird to to compare this to the way mclagan was portrayed earlier because harry is just like being honestly being worse than mclagan ever was like-
1: I, I mean, this this is a, a scene where it becomes apparent and, and we've had a few scenes like this before in previous books where it's like Hermione is justified and feels and, and is and is correct in feeling scared of him. Yeah. Right? like like we've had a few of that before where it's like she's she's terrified of him like yelling or like flying off the handle or whatever that is. Right. And, and it's and it's happening again. And she's right. Because if if this were a weird thing for Harry and if this was like teens hanging out and she wasn't feeling like scared for her safety, she'd be like, Harry, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what, like, you can't just attack someone on the street, you idiot. Like, what are you doing? But instead, she's, like, plying him and being, like, oh, no, oh, like, everything's fine. Like, I hope everything's good. Here's a drink. Let's talk about something else. It is, it is so, it is so uncomfortable in how familiar that is, right? Yeah. And it's, like, why is that in here? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, why? It's, like,
1: and that's and like, I I've seen this scene in a million things, right? And it's like, okay, so like, JK Rowling was watching Citizen Kane, and like, like poor Hermione is the wife in the mansion, like doing puzzles all day long. But like, yeah. why is that in Harry
0: Potter? It, it's 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 super weird, right? Because when you when you see this kind of thing in an old movie or even in like a newer movie, right? Like, there are two the the two general paths that it takes are. One, it is uncritical because that was the gender dynamic of the nineteen fifties, right? Right. Or it is intentional and like this is a tragedy for the woman in the story, right? Like and you know, It's
1: supposed to be uncomfortable, yeah, right? It,
0: it, right. Like it's supposed to be uncomfortable, like that like that is that is the story. Like th- those are the two valid ways the that you get this kind of thing, right? Like here it's kind of neither of those because Harry this book is not set in the 1950s. It was not written in the 1950s. And the like the point of this scene does not seem to be Harry is out of control and needs to be t- told about how his behavior is affecting people around him. That's not what's going on here. And so it's just Strange. It's really, really strange.
1: Um, also, it it, like I get just like whiplash because it's like he's calming down. And then Hermione has to remind him and is like, Harry, I know that he's stealing your stuff. And Harry's like, Oh yeah, Yeah, it is my stuff. The most
0: insane line. Maybe (laughs) the most insane line in Harry Potter ever. Harry gagged on his butterbeer. He had momentarily forgotten that he owned number 12 Grimmauld Place.
1: Is that in here because J.K. Rowling just remembered? And then my second question would be, how could she forget she wrote she wrote that insane scene of creature being like given to Harry?
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: Also, the <laughs> Was this written first and then like Later, it was changed that it was his stuff, and so she had to go back in and add that to be like, oh, yeah, and I'm mad because it's my stuff.
0: Here's my theory. Is this there because it's relatable for J.K. Rowling, who has also forgotten that she owned a piece of property before? (sighs) Like, getting a bill, I don't know, from, like, the council or whatever, like, oh, we, we had to trim the hedge on your on your summer home she's like oh right i do i do own that
1: i I I, do own that hedge (laughs) i do have to maintain that hedge and then immediately after that we get this just bizarre out of left field ron going like a wooga at the at the (laughs) barmaid
0: i love this i love this so much because it is such a total non sequitur that (laughs) That just so okay. It is weird that the the vibe of this scene up until this this moment is this really uncomfortable, like Harry and Hermione playing house thing, right? Mm-hmm. But then it them it, it it lurches into a completely different gear with while this like could like could you imagine don't i don't have to imagine i have been like stuck in a situation where people are having a like really uncomfortable conversation right next to me sure everyone has had this experience and for the it lurching from like oh no like um harry and hermione my best friends Harry just choke someone, and-, and Hermione, Hermione is like plying him with with booze to calm him down. This is awkward, but damn, Bad- Madame Rosberta is kind of thick though. How Ron truly does have dog brain, <laughs> like-, like, like he feels, b- b- like, like he- maybe. He he felt awkward for like a split second there, but like immediately <laughs> when he saw that Madame Rosmerta was there, he like became like a dog looking at a tennis ball, like just oh, this is then
1: what I'm- <laughs> I. <sighs> Oh my god! And it really—I think it's in there because, in the same way, the story keeps elbowing us about Harry and Ginny. I think that's there to be like Ron and Hermione because he is purely doing that so that Hermione can be mad about it. Yeah, which mm, good stuff. Really, just just wonderful. And like she has something mean to say, but then that feels so weird because, like you said, up until this moment, Harry and Hermione felt like they were playing house here. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like like they the. It just, it just, like, lurches into a completely different gear here. It's so... I just gotta, I've just gotta, like, read this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, can the Order control Mundungus? Harry demanded of the others who, in a furious whisper, can't they at least stop him stealing everything that's not fixed down when he's at headquarters? Shush, said Hermione, desperately looking around to make sure nobody was listening. There were a couple of warlocks sitting close by who were staring at Harry with great interest, and Zabini was lolling around uh, against a pillar not far away. Harry, I'd be annoyed too. I know it's your things he's stealing. Harry gagged on his butterbeer. He had momentarily forgotten that he owned number 12, (laughs) Grimauld Place. Yeah, it's my stuff, he said. No wonder he wasn't pleased to see me. Well, I'm going to tell Dumbledore what's going on. He's the only one who scares Mundungus. Good idea, whispered Hermione, clearly pleased that harry was calming down ron what are you staring at <laughs> nothing said ron hastily looking away from the bar <laughs> but harry knew he was trying to catch the eye of the curvy and attractive barmaid, barman <laughs> for whom he long nursed a soft spot i expect nothing's in the bat getting more fire whiskey said hermione waspishly
1: <laughs> if you had read that to me before we started this book just because I don't remember this book very well, I don't think I would have believed that that was in Harry Potter.
0: I'd be like, "No way, that was a real scene in Harry Potter." Yeah, <laughs> just like not even going into a into a different gear, just like throwing the car into reverse, just like <laughs> just this this bizarre scene of of, of Harry and Hermione like like having this this horribly awkward conversation to Hermione just saying like hey what are you looking at Ron (laughs) just what what are what are you up to over there oh not much just looking at some titties I guess
1: oh Ron you see some big boobies over there (sighs)
0: she's and 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 the idea that like like Hermione's takeaway too in this scene that the, the thing that we are supposed to uh uh I, I guess, like, take is like the clue. Of, like, ah, oh, the sparks are flying between Ron and Hermione. Is that like, I guess she's annoyed that he he's looking at Madam and not her?
1: Question mark. I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <sighs> what yes. a what a book. We haven't even gotten to the this, this oh, scene. the scene the
1: thing that happens the thing in the chapter hap- the thing that happens in this chapter, <laughs> which also. I have to say I like again I know I do this every time and oftentimes like in an un, in like an unjustified way cuz I like to laugh at like the random characters that get introduced like Jack Sloper to like deliver a message. Yeah.
0: Sloper and Dingle all all those lovely characters. Leanne? Really? Really? <laughs> Just Leanne. No last name.
1: So Katie Bell gets cursed. And Leanne is there to explain what happened.
0: Yeah, tell us. I'm gonna
1: give. I want to give credit to this scene.
0: It is cool. I'm so
1: glad that we saw some dark magic that isn't like kill spell. Yeah. Spooky object. Spooky cursed object. Yeah. Love to see it.
0: This is a cool atmospheric scene. This is a cool set piece that happens here for sure.
1: Why couldn't this have happened to a character that we know or care about?
0: Yeah. nothing happens
1: she doesn't die no it's, it's just scary but there's no tension because i like yeah i know katie bell she's on the quidditch team yeah and then leanne has a ton of dialogue like so much yeah but never Le- gonna see her again <laughs> i've never seen her before
0: well no because as we found out from the handy dandy harry potter wiki she's actually very brave and resourceful because she fought in the battle of hogwarts and was clearly very skilled at martial magic because she she was able to yeah, pull pull that up for us. Let's let's learn all about Leanne. This is
1: Leanne. Leanne has my very favorite, um, wiki entry on the entire Harry Potter wiki. Um, early life: Leanne was born in or around 1980 in Great Britain or Ireland. <laughs> Personality and traits: I had an autoplay ad. Leanne was evidently an Evidently, an intelligent and observant girl, as she warned Katie against touching Draco's necklace, and later correctly deduced that she was acting under the influence of the Imperious Curse. She was also very concerned for her friend's well being and safety, showing her loyalty and kindness as a Hufflepuff. In addition, Lan was also highly courageous as she per- bravely participated and fought in the Battle of Hogwarts against the Death Eaters and even survived. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it is, it is, to be fair, it is wild to me that Leanne gets no mm. last name when she at least has way more dialogue than jack sloper or uh mr dingle or any of the other characters or
1: even katie bell for that (laughs) (laughs) yeah dueling leanne was clearly an excellent duelist as she courageously fought in the battle of hogwarts in 1998 as a member of dumbledore's army fighting against many highly dangerous death eaters and even survived the battle showing her to have been highly proficient in martial magic to have survived such a violent and bloody conflict (laughs)
0: i love the things that that people can extrapolate for the wiki from 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 this and i'm i'm super excited so we have Ginny watch but now i want us to be on leanne watch because i want to see when you know i want to know what what exactly what happens to her in the battle of hogwarts i want i want to know what cool moves she has
1: i think we'll mostly have to be on leanne watch for the movies though because oh. I'm pretty sure that that's all movies. stuff. All is,
0: is this, oh, her, the extra that plays Katie, or that plays Leanne is, like,
1: I th- I still think so. present at the end
0: of the battle or something? Got I, it. I, okay. I, be-
1: I believe that is the case. Uh. I don't think we're ever gonna s- hear or see Leanne again <laughs> in the books. I could be wrong. Well, she has um, a lot to say. I
0: mean, like, this... It's it, it, It's so frustrating that, like, this very cool moment is sort of overshadowed by the fact that like most of the fallout of this scene is is like relayed to us by a character we'll never see again, because like this 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 moment where like like they're walking behind Leanne and Katie arguing, you don't know what's going on, and then like the imagery of like this like the wind and the snow and like you can't hear what anyone's saying, and then she like rises great, you know, she rises gracefully into the air and starts screaming. Like it's a really cool moment right
1: it's it's extremely like visceral like it 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 is so atmospheric i it, it is extremely striking um it rem- like i pictured it um partially probably because of the chapter illustrations but i pictured it like that um that like christmas um short animation the snowman oh like, yeah just, I, I don't know why that's just what it reminded me of um but but again like it was it's much more striking than most of the like visuals and stuff it, it's just like extremely good
0: yeah yeah no it's, it's it's a super cool scene and it's it's so frustrating that like it's like this one island of like true tension in this in this chapter um that is then immediately bookended by uh leanne just uh, leanne a character we'll never see we've never seen and we'll never see again espousing like a bunch of expository dialogue to everyone and also the just convenient arrival of Hagrid.
1: Ha- Hagrid. Hagrid is the Harry Potter version of the uh, footprints in the sand, um, Jesus poem. <laughs> it was then why that were,
0: there, I... were there
1: just just one pair of large large footprints in the snow, and <laughs> it's because Hagrid was carrying you.
0: It was then that I carried everything heavy that ever existed in the story. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So it's a cool scene, but then like Leanne sort of like steals the show by. I like getting all of the dialogue here, and then then we get the McGonagall scene, which is a clown show. I think
1: it is a clown show. That's a good way of putting it. it to-
0: total fucking clown shoes reveals here. <laughs>
1: everyone put everyone puts on their clown shoes and their clown nose, and uh, and just has a clown show in McGonagall's office. Yeah.
0: So so we Harry harry just cannot wait to to um to 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 like finally get this draco uh uh, suspicion off his chest which i like i get you know like this is one of those cases where it's like i we know we we know as the reader that draco is up to something right yes uh uh but like obviously no one else believes that for some reason um and and you know for as contrived as it is that that no one else is suspicious of draco uh at this point the um the the you know there 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 is like a relatable like frustration to this to this part sure his decision to unload this on professor mcgonagall who we know is the most absolutely no bullshit character in the series mm. right yes uh, that's true is such a bizarre decision on harry's part and makes him look insane and i realize that like that is maybe the point but again we are just at an impasse where it's like i don't know who this character is why would he make this decision he knows he knows that mcgonagall is like the most like you know imperious like uh uh rigid rule abiding person in the school right like she she is the law she will never mcgonagall takes nothing on faith right she is she is 100 just like the the like no bullshit uh just the facts please character right like that is her whole fucking deal um why this has to come out now is it just so we can get the like the stinger of like he was in detention with me thing like is that is, is is was that a thing that jk had in her head like oh that's gonna be such a great moment right like like harry's gonna gonna get owned by mcgonagall is is, is that why i guess
1: it's a very bad version of um uh murder in a locked room i guess
0: <laughs> right yeah it's yeah but
1: it's like i i I, it's not much of a reveal when we are like we already kind of know or suspect someone has like been imperious cursed so
0: yeah there's also the part where um i think harry has never been particularly smart right but 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 harry is also very full of himself now uh Uh because he is the best teacher in the world he is rambo he is Uh he is a golden god he is the he is the lone hero he is the quidditch captain and and ron is his dog Mm -hmm. the idea that like someone could like accidentally take a bullet for him right in front of him and not immediately go like oh i bet they were trying to kill me the hero of of reality is so fucking funny to me (laughs)
1: I mean, he does say, like, doesn't he say, like, well, why wouldn't she have just turned around and given it to me? Yeah,
0: but but like, she didn't. They they weren't talking to Le- uh, to to her, right? Right? Like right. like if it, it, he even yeah, he says that, but he's like, no, it couldn't have been me. Like like that is such a weird leap for him to make when w- w- what we know about Harry at this point is he is convinced that he is right about everything and is the center of reality at this point
1: especially when like we kind of are relying on the other characters making sense in like feeling like he's paranoid, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, him him very I guess I guess like too reasonably thinking like well, it couldn't have been me, right? Like it, it's it's who else would it have been for? Who who else in Hogwarts is uh is learning about secret objects from Dumbledore? <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole point of the book that's what he yeah he I mean, so his, takeaway,
1: his takeaway needs to be like okay it's either me or dumbledore right because
0: yeah there's no one else yeah he, he, there is he no was, one else the beginning of this chapter was him upset that he hasn't been learning about more artifacts he's like damn i want to go learn about more rings and shit i want to go back to the pensive with dumbledore and learn about crazy stuff that will help me fight voldemort who who could possibly uh have an assassination attempt on their head not me (laughs) not me or dumbledore it's never happened it's never me (laughs) yeah no no one has ever tried to kill me before
1: in like a stupid way also (laughs) i I do enjoy the perspective of it at the end um where it's like really points out what a stupid plan this was
0: yeah yeah and like and like the 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 idea that like there's the one moment that i thought was kind of fun which was that like when when harry as soon as they leave mcgonagall's office harry's like well you know draco was never that smart was he and the way that ron it says like ron and hermione just didn't didn't have an answer for that right Mm -hmm. and that is a really good line because it's like you can read that two ways it's like well either they are they have nothing to say they're done they're tired of this argument from harry they don't want to hear it anymore or harry could have, or harry, like harry could have made a really good point that they have no comeback to, right like it, it's right. it's a nice little open-ended uh uh line there but it but like the way we got here is so silly
1: i don't know what the plot of this book is <laughs> it is so much what is
0: what is yeah what is this book this chapter in particular feels bad maybe not as bad as the um the chapter 10 or whatever it was one that we read a few weeks ago
1: honestly pretty close but
0: pretty bad like pretty un unpleasant and not in like the fun intentional way um uh just 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 a bummer to read i don't know who these characters are i don't like harry's new found like 1950s detective guy persona it's all a bummer
1: i um feel uh, hmm. so in the mcgonagall scene where harry is like i have to tell mcgonagall this this thing that i'm right about and like we the audience know that he is also right about it um I, i think like it it veered a little close to child genius to me which is a weird thing to say because he's 16 but it had this kind of like petulant tone. And, and I think like the child genius story is like a little bit fraught uh, to begin with. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a a sort of like thin line to tread to begin with. But it had such the, of this like tone of Harry being like, damn it, Minerva, you have to listen to me. Right. That is like that like is only uttered by like 50s dete- hardboiled detective guy and like child genius in a 90s movie
0: it's it's a real it's a real like bizarre combination of like dirty harry and home alone in one in one scene because because you're right like like this this scene with uh, with uh 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 harry harry and mcgonagall arguing is just like the like damn it potter hand in your gun and badge you've gone too far this time (laughs) huh draco was with me the whole time i was like i don't i don't buy it mcgonagall i know that draco guy is up to something i saw him in <laughs> borgen and burks i don't trust that guy it's it's like so but but like but also the, but the the like the power dynamic of it being like student and teacher does give it that like that like kid 90s kids movie vibe where it was like the the adult the parents just don't understand that i'm right about everything because i'm a kid and i see the world differently because children are magical right like it's 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 two two great flavors in one stupid scene
1: it is really bizarre and it creates a bizarre effect yeah for all of the characters in this clown show
0: um there was a movie that you linked this scene to
1: Mm. i would like
0: i would like to hear hear about on air real quick
1: yeah i did i did link it to the book of henry (laughs) and and specifically from from the like infamous clip of henry the child genius who like knows how to do taxes and and on and on like talking to his mom and being like damn it first name you need to do adult things or whatever and that's (laughs) that's the vibe i get from harry a little bit
0: the book of harry that's what the book of harry that's what we're reading now Uh (sighs)
1: uh-huh he's like i mean he's he is gonna come up with his plan that that mcgonagall needs to um take a sniper rifle (laughs) and take out draco
0: (laughs) please oh if only that was where this book went
1: just Mm -hmm. just
0: professor mcgonagall with a bear at 50 cal on the bridge waiting (laughs) waiting for draco to go by (laughs) that's right (laughs) Oh, this was a long one because there is a lot of fucking bullshit in this chapter. Before we move on and take a break, um, I would like to know: was there a most highlighted line in this chapter?
1: There was not. There was no epic one-liners from any characters, which I think are the only things yeah. that anyone highlights.
0: Yeah, I would have personally highlighted the uh, a distraction arrived in the shape of Ginny. Because that made me oh, I
1: highlighted that, so we're doing. We're I mean, like if you, I'm sad that you don't have the Kindle version, because we'd be making good work. Yeah, uh, making a new putting our votes and stuffing line. the
0: ballot box a little bit.
1: Oh, I am hi- looking through my highlights now, mm. and I highlighted loads of people go to Borgen and Burks because that struck me as really weird.
0: <laughs> yeah the 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 vibe of Borgen and Burks has not been like, uh non-sinister right like what wh- like we know we know that hagrid goes to to nocturnally to get like slug poison right right um which makes sense like, like yeah like maybe there's some maybe there's just some stuff in in Nocturnality it's like oh it's just cool goth stuff it's not necessarily like abject nazi death eater stuff right but Morgan sure. and burks sure seems like it is literally the nazi war memorial store
1: yeah <laughs> that was kind of the vibe i was getting
0: <laughs> the only two customers we've seen in there are lucius and draco malfoy uh explicitly uh specifically lucius offloading uh dark art artifacts pawning them off so he doesn't get in trouble with the government when they raid his house next week
1: right Um, what
0: non-sinister thing could you go to borgen and Burks for
1: are there a bunch of like looky-loos that go into borgen (laughs) Burks just to be like hey hey borgen how fucked up is this thing hey what'll this thing do to me like is that is yeah. that the, is that the is that what like most of the people that come in do to him is it like
0: slightly irony poisoned hogwarts kids go there like <laughs> like damn look at all this death eater stuff this sucks uh or or maybe you know hey maybe we just haven't haven't gotten the full picture maybe they do like a real good like taco tuesday or something there maybe it's like hey sure i hate you know i i you know i don't trust i don't trust that borgen guy but like you know they got the bond me there and it's actually really good so (laughs) as long as you don't talk to him about politics you could get some good stuff there
1: that's the spot (laughs) um I also highlighted, um, take this necklace to Professor Snape at once. Um, only because to me that just shows how cool Snape is. Like it's like take this cool thing yeah. to Snape; he'll know what to he'll
0: do. He'll know what to do. I have With to start. I have
1: to start building like my pool of evidence um, as kind of like a like a justification as to why I thought Snape was so cool when I was sixteen. And so I just <laughs> I just needed to mention that.
0: <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna uncurse it and then he's gonna wear it. he's just gonna have a badass dark guy necklace from now on right yeah Yeah.
1: that's badass
0: all right uh let's take a quick break and then let's come back and find out just how normal everything is in the wizarding world
1: sounds good
0: all right we'll be back hello everyone and welcome back uh we are living in a post jk rowling mask off world now that's true it's very interesting it's a little scary um i have a lot of complicated feelings about it but in in some ways i'm i'm relieved um because you know as we discussed in in great detail uh, last episode uh you know we the, the politics of her her reveal like weren't a surprise right um just that she said it loud you know
1: yeah i mean i think that like it really comes like i i think to myself like i think it is a net bad thing that she put th- that that those words out in front of an mm-hmm. audience of that many people, but I can't yeah. deny the aspect of relief of like it becoming public, what we have are always known. Right.
0: There's a sense. It's just like the band-aid has been ripped off. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and, and so from that perspective, it's uh it's a relief. And there's also another small silver lining to this whole thing, which is that it is fun to watch the rest of the like Harry Potter marketing machine squirm a little bit. Hmm. um and and kind of deal with with how to to navigate this while uh obviously uh, you know a large chunk of the audience is rightfully very upset with it's like the face of the series right um we saw a lot of stuff with like you know we 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 touched briefly on like You know, we 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 follow a few like Harry Potter YouTubers and and community people, and it was we were sort of like (laughs) we we were kind of like doing like on on uh, uh texting back and forth like check ins with some of our our favorites. Like, okay, this one this one uh has has finally said something. This one uh said they are taking a nap for the rest of the day. Uh, like just just checking in with 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 like you know with the broader community who kind of makes a living off of the continued existence of the series uh uh, is is how they were handling it so that was kind of interesting um and of course there's pottermore right yeah uh pottermore well no no, there's pottermore (laughs) is no more there's wizardingworld.com thank you uh the former the shell of pottermore Mm -hmm. uh and you know so there's their twitter account which uh can can just kind of kept posting through it you know like while while the chaos was uh, 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 running rampant, they were just posting, like, uh, what's your favorite Honeyduke's candy? Right. It's Christmas. What's your favorite Harry Potter Christmas? Like, they were just just kind of posting through it. And uh, the website now has continued to um, uh, uh, just pretend that nothing is happening uh, with maybe one of my favorite articles from New Pottermore.
1: Wonderful. Wonderful.
0: Uh, this is a feature this was a front page uh uh, uh, op-ed that they posted um this is called harry potter movie marathon the ultimate survival guide oh now this is great because it is this is like a convergence of multiple things at once this is an ad for the usa network which got (laughs) the rights to play the harry potter movies this year sure uh nor i think it used to be on abc the,
1: family it
0: was, yeah it was abc family that it usually is but now it's on usa um so you know they've been making a big deal but, oh it's the holiday harry potter marathon that thing everyone loves um but of course this this was all happening in the wake of jk rowling suddenly becoming headline news again um and and this is just a this is really something the, this was published on december 23rd uh two days or so after the uh uh the dramatic reveal mm-hmm. of uh of, of jk return jk's return to twitter from suitable snacks to staying awake we've put together the ultimate guide to surviving and enjoying your very own harry potter movie marathon mm. I would say that if you feel like you are going to a movie marathon and you are not going to enjoy it, just don't. Just, you don't have to do it. See? That's Uh,
1: why I never go to those Lord of the Rings movie marathons.
0: (laughs) I have a, maybe for another time, but I have a very good story about Harry Potter movie, or uh, uh, Lord of the Rings movie marathons. Sure. Um. Uh to celebrate USA Network playing all eight Harry Potter films along with Fantastic Beasts during the festive season, here are a few hopefully handy tips to help you orchestrate the perfect binge-watching weekend. Number one, dress for success. First things first, a movie marathon is all about staying comfortable. Pajamas are a must, preferably in your house colors for those tense house cup moments uh the tense house cup moments i'm trying to think of when th- the first movie they do the house cup they do? is there anything oh
1: else? oh the i was thinking of the quidditch cup because it's the same oh
0: yeah no the the house the, the yeah
1: house i'm pretty sure the house cup like they pretty much uh choose that that is that's a conflict in the first book and then forget about it after that
0: <laughs> just just leaves the frame after that but any cozy kind of pajamas will do. Top tip, though, if you have pajamas with pockets, we'd advise digging them out. That way you'll have a place to keep your snacks safe from the abyss down the edge of the sofa. The image they're painting here is quite chaotic.
1: It really is.
0: I would keep my snacks on a plate, personally. But Not in my pocket perhaps while a watching cof- a film. Perhaps
1: a coffee table. <laughs>
0: On your feet, you might also want slippers and socks to keep your toes warm. As Dobby would tell you, there's absolutely no need for them to match. Thank you, Dobby. Number two, creating a wizarding ambiance.
1: Mm. Well, I, electrician- already, I already have my Moting myrtle-themed bathroom.
0: Yeah, you have- So <laughs> what bathroom, else? the crying recording playing. Yeah, you've got toilet basilisks everywhere. Uh, you're ready. Uh, But as electricity plays havoc with magic, Hogwarts tends to go for a more candlelit look. So in keeping with that, close those curtains and turn down the lights.
1: I'm going to need electricity for my movie marathon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I might need that. I might need to have power. If you have any fairy lights, you may want to set them up high above your head like the bewitching ceiling of the Great Hall at night or an outdoor astronomy lesson. Mm -hmm. And as we say, candles will certainly help set the tone. Just make sure you extinguish them at the end of the marathon.
1: A little safety tip. Thank you. a
0: A little safety tip from your friends at former Pottermore. Number three, clear your schedule. Before you completely immerse yourself in the wizarding world, it might be a good idea to make sure that your only engagement during movie watching time is with Harry Potter and his friends. That way, Once you begin your marathon, you can switch off your phone, sit back, and relax. There's nothing worse than getting a call right in the middle of watching a wizarding duel. Things are stressful enough.
1: Oh no, I scheduled my dentist appointment in the middle of my Harry Potter movie marathon.
0: Oh, fuck. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't go to your Harry Potter movie marathon. I've got uh, literally anything else Mm, going on. Right. (laughs) Clear your schedule... I mean, I would yeah, if you're planning a movie marathon, I guess you sh- you might as well make sure that y- there's nothing else you need to do. You know, like like the that seems like number 1 on the list probably. Make sure you don't have to do anything else while watching a movie.
1: Yeah, I mean it's like number 1, go to the movie marathon.
0: Yeah. That's that is that is my schedule. I'm watching eight Harry Potter movies. That's the schedule. I forgot. It kind of needs to be. I
1: forgot that they did two parts for Deathly Hallows.
0: And Fantastic Beasts. So I guess there's ten movies now. No. But also, this is like this seems to be like presuming that you're like doing this at home because you're watching it on everyone's favorite channel, the USA Network. Right. Unless you have scheduled something that is not a Harry Potter marathon for other people to come to i think you're probably good Uh huh. like you don't in, unless unless you're like oh shit i forgot that so-and-so was coming over and we were gonna play smash brothers instead oops
1: that seems like a pleasant surprise
0: yeah that would be a su- sweet relief playing smash bros instead of watching deathly hallows part two plan your snack strategically once that first warner brothers logo pops up you're in it for the long haul i love it when the logo pops up that's my favorite part of the film
1: yeah i I love wb thank you wb
0: thank you thank you wb so make sure you are well nourished popcorn is always a winner and we think chocolate should be your snack of choice during prisoner of azkaban given all the dementors floating around unlike the witches and wizards on your screens you'll be able to enjoy your treats without worrying they are coming from weasley's wizard wheezes
1: i don't have to worry about vomiting i thought that was fun
0: that's the fun joke store they love to vomit and puke and, and, and shit their pants there, apparently. <laughs> We'd also recommend you fix up your very own Hogwarts feasts throughout so you're getting enough to eat throughout the day and night. And make sure you're getting your five a day. They'll give you more energy to stay awake.
1: God, what is the runtime on this?
0: Let's see. How many... Okay. So if you're doing ten movies that are all roughly two and a half hours long you are going to be in the you're in it for the long haul also this is on the usa network so presumably there are commercials right
1: yeah I, like, yeah i would guess so
0: okay 280 minutes times 10 equals 2800 mi- i'm a genius i had definitely had to use my calculator for that <laughs> I'm, I'm not very smart that is 47 hours that you're going to be watching harry potter
1: I'm going to go ahead and say that's too long.
0: That's... I don't know if you can do... a. I mean, like, movie marathons already. I feel like once you get to beyond three movies, you're pushing it for me. I can watch one movie. I can can do two movies back to back. I think at that point my brain might be fried. Watching ten... I can barely
1: sit through one movie.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Movies... If you are like actively watching a movie, I don't know how anyone else feels, but like that's a that's an activity, right? Like I I'm not passively absorbing it really.
1: Well, I think that's your first mistake here.
0: <laughs> actively watching stuff.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I should just let all ten Harry Potter movies wash over me.
1: Mm-hmm. That would be
0: so horrible. Uh yeah. So so you're gonna be in this for a long haul. I don't think I could do 48 hours. I've seen people do 24 hour twitch streams and they seem like corpses by the end of that right so so 48 hours i would just i don't think i would be having fun at that point but maybe i would if i was uh planning my snacks strategically or staying hydrated when it comes to drinks we'd of course recommend tea it'll keep you hydrated alert and provide an en- entertainment if you fancy some ad hoc divination with tea leaves unless you prefer the cypher soggy tea bags mm. and it's quintessentially british the perfect Potter beverage. Hot chocolate would also be one of our marathon drinks of choice, particularly as Dumbledore, the go-to wizard for wisdom, seemed to like a steaming cup or two. I hate that phrase. Hmm. Uh, if you want to really channel Hogwarts at home, though, how about a pumpkin juice?
1: How do I acquire pumpkin juice?
0: Is pumpkin juice real? Is that a thing? we I, I, I'm genuinely actually not sure if that's a real beverage we can get. Pumpkin juice. I'm looking this up. It seems to be that there are recipes for it, but all of them mention Harry Potter. So I don't think that this is a real thing that you can get.
1: It doesn't sound very good. And I like pumpkin.
0: Yeah, I like pumpkins. I like squash a lot, but that does not seem that appealing. Although it seems to be the it seems that all these recipes are cheating. I'm looking I've looked at three recipes uh, and all of them are apple cider, brown sugar, and then some sort of pumpkin puree kind of added onto it. So Hmm. it's just a pumpkin-y cider. So that's cheating. That's not pumpkin juice. Next, make your sofa extra snuggly. Thick blankets, sleeping bags. (laughs) I'll just take the sleeping bag. Yeah, I'm just going to sleep for 48 hours. I don't want to watch these.
1: Exactly. That's the point. Cushions,
0: fluffier than a pig meat puff. Grab anything soft and cozy you can find and claim your place in front of the big screen. Got any pets? Get them in on the marathon, too. And for the more imaginative amongst you, why not pretend they're the animal you picked out from the magical menagerie in Diagon Alley? Dress up your dog as an owl. Do whatever you have to. (laughs) Dress up your dog as an owl. I agree with that. Some housekeeping. Make sure you have some tissues close by for moments that'll make you cry. You know those moments will be coming, so you may as well prep early. What are some parts in the Harry Potter that make you cry?
1: Um... I can. I cried when Sirius died. I cried when Snape died.
0: There you go. I don't
1: think that I will when we watch the films <laughs> again. I mean, I mm-hmm. I did not cry when Sirius died. It was extremely we, funny. We laughed. It was
0: very funny because he. It made the like Halo like melee sound when he died, mm-hmm. uh, which, which was very good. Um, I'm excited for Snape's death in the films because what an one extremely of my... rude
1: thing to say. <laughs>
0: I'm very sorry to say this but here's the thing uh for whatever reason in half-blood prince the film um they all of a sudden decide that snape wears very beautiful eyeliner uh (laughs) and every time someone posts a close-up shot of him dying in the films all i can think all all i notice is just how how luscious his eyes look um because they they really went for it in hapler prince and like you know what good on them for finally letting snape flex his stuff in the films but like that's just all i can think that's like the one thing i remember about that movie other than it being like green all the time is that snape has quite a a face of makeup
1: yeah i mean that la- that's that one screen cap of him dying in harry's arms and and like crying um and obviously like his face is very dewy from the tears but other than that like the first thing you notice is like damn your your eyeliner your mascara it's there it's kind
0: of, it's kind of on point yeah honestly sure. yeah he's 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 living it looks great but it's 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 like the only movie where they did that and it's uh it's it's quite striking Remember to be mindful of spoilers. You may have seen the. (laughs) Nobody spoil Harry Potter for me, please. What? You might have seen the films before, but your family and friends might be watching the magical moments for the first time.
1: Oh, I'm doing this to someone else?
0: You're, you're inflicting a 48-hour movie marathon on someone.
1: Yeah, someone who, um, in the year 2020, has not seen Harry Potter is really going to want to- this, It's like the moment. It's like, oh yeah, sure, I'll sit down and watch 46 hours of this fucking shit.
0: <laughs> no, honestly, I'd be a little suspicious if anyone- Okay, imagine. It's like- it's like post jk rowling's horrible tweet uh a friend that you maybe don't know super well comes to you and is like hey i heard they're doing the harry potter marathon uh this year i'm interested in that all of a sudden right. and i i would be on high alert at that point i would be like wait a minute why 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 all of a sudden are you interested in harry potter
1: highly suspicious behavior. what's going
0: on here yeah <laughs>
1: I haven't i s- I've never seen them, but now I'm interested. Yeah, I don't know about that one.
0: Pace yourself. Unlike catching the snitch, getting through a movie marathon shouldn't be a race. It's a marathon after all, not a sprint. Make sure you take regular breaks and stand up once in a while. One suggestion we have is to stand up every time Malfoy mentions his father. That will get you off the sofa how once, about, twice. What about during a few the commercials? Times. Yeah, it's on the USA network. It's going to be full of commercials. We'd also recommend keeping track of where the remote is at all times, so there isn't a distracting scramble whenever anyone wants to leave the room. With the lights turned low and all those comfy cushions everywhere, there's a chance it might be harder to spot than an enchanted key with a bent wing. If only we could use Akio.
1: Hmm.
0: I like. Here's I. I have a such a crystalline picture of an edit that was made to this article. Hmm. And it was that when they originally wrote this paragraph, it was, we'd recommend keeping track of where the remote is at all times, so there isn't a distracting scramble whenever the commercials come on. And then someone at the USA Network, who they ran this by because this is an ad for USA, said, what the fuck are you doing? You cannot tell people to get up during the commercials.
1: See, I was trying to decide if this had been co-opted into an ad and was written um, beforehand because it sounds like based on being able to pause it's like you're watching oh, like you're doing the DVDs. A dvd uh, right although i maybe you can pause tv now i don't really know how cable works
0: if they have a dvr or whatever yeah you can you, you can pause the that's the amazing now. wow yeah no, that's amazing <laughs> keep awake it doesn't matter how much you love the harry potter films falling asleep is a risk during any movie marathon we've come up with a couple of suggestions there's nothing like a jaunty sing-along to wake everyone up how about the, <laughs> uh-huh. how about the occasional chorus of hogwarts hogwarts hoggy warty hogwarts with everyone picking their favorite tune
1: yeah that sounds really fun
0: you could always mix it up with the occasional chorus of Weasley is our king. A, a sarcastic tune. I
1: do love a, sar- a sarcastic tune. That's I true. I do love a,
0: a good sarcastic song. Or even an ad-libbed version of a cauldron full of hot, strong love if you're hardcore.
1: I am hardcore.
0: I am hardcore. I do love ad-libbing songs. If singing isn't your thing, we'd suggest picking your favorite Quidditch match and acting it out in your front room. Brooms and cur- No absolutely not
1: what's your favorite quidditch match
0: <laughs> my favorite quidditch match is the one that we read in like book two or three where uh, it ended in like a page because harry just uh, uh saw the snitch and got it and snape blew the whistle and that was the match
1: <laughs> yeah that's a good one
0: uh, or the uh the world cup match in the movie where it just doesn't happen they just cut away from it that one's also a favorite for me
1: Mm-hmm. All it'll, get your blood,
0: it'll get your blood pumping and keep your eyes open another way to keep everyone on their toes is to create a password house common room style as each film ends that way if someone falls asleep and then leaves the room hold on what that way if someone falls asleep and then leaves the room they'll end up like neville did so many times on the wrong side of the portrait hole what if, <laughs> if someone falls asleep and then leaves the room what the fuck are they talking about
1: <laughs> i mean i do i do like this idea that if someone leaves the room you don't let them back in oh i understand do you how do so, they leave okay them- so this is the scenario yeah, we're hanging out. We're watching her. We're making we're making some poor soul watch a, the Harry Potter movie marathon. Someone yeah. that's never seen Harry Potter before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know why they're why we're doing this, and they fall asleep. And then while they're asleep, you and I are like, okay, what's the password? And then the person wakes up and is like, oh, I have to, I have to pee. I'll be right back. And then we're like, hee 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 they're not gonna know the password to get back in
0: oh okay if okay so so if there's a there's a missing piece in this sentence then if someone falls asleep and then leaves the room is one sentence there's no comma there it's okay
1: that's just my that is the only way i can make sense of that
0: i i think that that might be the scenario they're trying to describe like they fell asleep at one point while they're asleep, you make a password up as a gag, and then next time they leave the room, after they've woken up, you spring the password thing on them.
1: I'm not sure why we're abusing this, this friend of ours.
0: Well, we're going to levitate them later. They're our dog, and we're going to we're going to levitate them and all our cool spells on them and make them uh, guess a password to wa- keep watching a movie. Mm-hmm. After all, you snooze, you lose, says WizardingWorld.com. That's what
1: what we'll say to them.
0: If someone does fall asleep, there's always Mad-Eye Moody's example to follow. Shout constant vigilance, they're bound to wake up.
1: This is torture. (laughs) Why are we doing this?
0: And lastly, have a wonderful Wizarding time. On second thought, is there any chance we could join in? We'll bring the Sherbert Lemons.
1: This is the the Patreon $100 tier. We'll torture you during a Harry Potter movie
0: marathon. You can fly out here. We will have a Harry Potter movie marathon, and we will just torture you the entire time. We'll scream at you if you fall asleep. We'll make up passwords.
1: (laughs) It's so dark. You can't find the remote. You can't see two feet in front of you. There's candles
0: everywhere. All
1: there is is just endless Harry Potter on the TV.
0: (laughs) We're crying really loudly for some reason at every part.
1: I've juiced a pumpkin. It's not good.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's so and and we're wearing our house pajamas uh, (laughs) and get really angry whenever a character of the other house is on screen
1: ad-libbing uh that cauldron song this is the worst thing i can imagine we're, doing to someone <laughs> we're playing
0: we're playing quidditch in the front room we're having a great time
1: <laughs> what a nightmare yeah.
0: yeah this is a nightmare scenario this is like a ver- this is like that movie funny games but we're making people watch a harry potter marathon <laughs> instead of instead of busting their kneecaps with hammers or whatever I think I'd, <laughs> i think i'd prefer that honestly <laughs> oh my god yeah, so so everything, as you can tell from this article, everything is so normal in the wizarding world right now. Yeah,
1: that sounds so normal.
0: Everything's normal. Everything is just fine. It
1: sounds there's so no, normal.
0: There's nothing. Nothing is going on. We don't got to say anything. We just just keep on posting these great articles and 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 recommending cool cool things people can do to torture their friends during a Harry Potter marathon.
1: That's right. It does feel like since since it became Wizarding World and not Pottermore, I understand that Pottermore was always a marketing arm, obviously. Yeah. I, I was like under no illusions about that, but it yeah. sure feels like between Wizarding World gold and the features they post, it feels much more uh, just like a, a very deliberate advertisement.
0: Yeah, it's definitely gotten a little more corporate, you know? Like, the op-eds aren't... Like, uh, when Pottermore, I mean, like you say, Pottermore was always a marketing wing, but it it had at least, like, the veneer of, like, like when they ran features, they were like, oh, here's, like, a deep lore thing, right? Mm-hmm. We haven't gotten any, like, deep, deep lore dives or, or, like, anything like that. It's just been, like, how the Wiz- Okay, I'm just gonna look at what they actually have here. Things we notice watching Harry Potter films- seven spells to survive family christmas like it's just it's just entirely fluff it's not even fan service anymore really it's like it's it's like just it's it's like it's like one inch from bustle
1: i I mean that in the wizarding world gold stuff i keep seeing because they just keep doing the features with the graphic designers
0: oh oh my god yeah they've been
1: oh it's just so
0: many they, they, that is they, they, yeah like that that feature we talked about called the vault or whatever where they were like we're gonna put up all these like wizard world documentaries and like special features from the dvds and i was like cool great that actually at least sounds marginally useful but all they have posted on that is is a 30 minute puff piece on the people who do the graphic design for the background objects in the movies
1: it, it is so, like, I, I. it is mind-boggling that they want me to pay $80 a year to watch longer ads. I, can't, <laughs> I like, can't get over that.
0: Yeah, they have, they, they, yeah, it, it is, they are yet to show any original content for this thing, aside from a commercial for a graphic design firm that works for WB. Like, earnestly crazy at this point. Like, we, like we've been saying, everything is just fucking normal in the wizarding world right now. Yep. All right, shall we take it to the close? Sounds good. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can catch them at uh, bandcamp.com, and you can check us out on patreon.com slash streetcast. Huge thanks to everyone who subscribed to us. We we're we are past the thousand dollar threshold uh 2020 is looking real bright for us and uh we've got a lot of cool content there that you can go check out right now if you are not signed up already uh you can hear hey if you want to hear us talk about raylo discourse <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we were talking about this week uh and, and if that's something that appeals to you go check it out throw us throw us a few bucks and uh and uh, we'll be extremely grateful and liz what are we reading next week
1: We're reading chapter 13. It's called The Secret Riddle. I'm
0: pretty sure it's
1: the Vulliver Orphanage stuff.
0: I'm pretty sure it's time for another pensive chapter. the
1: chapter is so long. Yes. It's so long.
0: Pensive chapter time. Pensive chapter time.
1: There have been a few times um, reading this where, like, i'll finish a chapter for the week and then i like keep reading because i'm like a Mm -hmm. little bit interested or like what like kind of wonder or i'm like excited to find out mostly because i don't remember the book very well
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: i do not feel that way this time (laughs) (laughs) i'd like to skip this looks so boring
0: well we we have that and many other things to look forward to but please if you are sitting there going like, damn, I can't wait to read another fucking pensive chapter, uh please, read another book. Please read another book. Makes ocean roll seem tame, better know what you're after if you catch a ride, cause this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.